0: Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so in the area of the mind, here's a scripture and it's found, you know the scripture because it's quoted lots and it's uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, 2 Timothy 1.7 and Paul's writing and he's speaking to his spiritual son, Timothy. And he says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit. The word we understand there is like a breath. It is he's referring to a demonic entity. God has not given you the spirit of fear. But he's given you love, power, or power, love, and a sound mind. So the love is supposed to be like perfect love cast out fear. And the other side to it is this, is with power. It's dynamo. It's dunamos power. And uh, when it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and then it says this, a sound mind. And that is one of the things that God does for us as we give our lives to Jesus. God begins to restore our thinking and uh, bring wholeness around our mind. I don't know about you, but I've had a commitment. God, make me emotionally. God, make me spiritually whole. There aren't too many people around the world today that are walking completely whole. Jesus was whole. He was whole in spirit. He was whole in his mind, and he was whole in his emotions. And what happens is this, out of our brokenness and different things that have transpired and around our life, out of that, we begin to make our decisions out of our brokenness. We begin to declare. We begin to speak things out of our soul. In fact, our voice and sometimes is a mirror of what is going on in our personal world. And so what God wants to do is bring wholeness and healing and bring his love so powerfully into our life that out of that we can reach out to others and produce life and bring life. But in the scripture also, it says this. In Mark 4, 24, it says, take heed What you hear. And that's what Jesus said. Take heed what you hear. We're living in a day and age right now where people are subject to fear. And they're worried, they're anxious, and there are a lot of thoughts around our minds. And when you talk to people, uh, a lot of people feel out of control. They feel like, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel powerless to overcome these perverse imaginations, and uh, or these self-destructive thoughts, or these depressive thoughts. Uh, uh, these different emotions that I'm feeling, and different thoughts that come my way. And it's kind of like the Bible talks about actually pulling down them as a stronghold. It refers to imagination. and and arguments, and I kind of like this uh, in in the word there, if I can find this scripture for us, it's in Proverbs 24.3. It goes something like this, that God, that that wisdom builds the house and then understanding fills the rooms. Now, I kind of think that our mind is a little bit like a house. If you could see your mind as a house and it has different rooms in there, and it says wisdom fills the house or builds the house, and then understanding fills each room. And then it says knowledge fills it with all treasures and great riches. And I think it's a bit like this. What happens is by default, we get upset. We get annoyed. We get resentful. So we visit the room in our mind of resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness. And all these thoughts, historical thoughts that, we've, that are loaded then in filing cabinets begin to manifest. And we begin to regurgitate all these this history that we've had before. Uh, maybe uh, impulse and appetite. we have driven or excited and we're driven to these kinds of areas of impulse and appetite. So we visit the room of lust. And we go in there, and we've got all this archived memory of all these imaginations of different things. Now, what God wants to do, and I use that as a kind of an analogy, what God wants to do is absolutely renew the mind. He wants to cleanse the spirit of our mind. He wants to cleanse our mind, renew our mind, and make it whole that our mind—you see, God is attracted to what is His— Demonic spirits are attracted into the things of the kingdom of darkness, into things like sin and, and, uh, and those kinds of things. And so what it is, is when we're walking in righteousness with the helmet of salvation or the helmet of hope upon our mind, and we've got a mind, have this mind, which is also in Christ Jesus. When we've got a mind like that presented, honestly, it begins to track the power in the Spirit of God. But we're seeing today that people are, are feel like they are powerless. They feel like, what do I do with these thoughts? And the reason why I bring this up is because fear is a big contributor. I've said before, the world is addicted to fear. And if we've got faith and we're operating in faith, you will find fear is absent. But if we're operating in things like fear, fear, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear begins to array the mind and and erode our our faith thinking. Where there is fear, there's an absence of faith. It's very difficult for fear and faith to coexist together. And uh, what we're seeing, though, is the nations have been shaken. The nations have been shaken right now. People's securities. You know, I was thinking the other day that if you're in the Western world in particular, it's almost like our idols have been locked down. The life is on pause. You know, there's not, we have to do reruns or sports events, but there's not a lot of sporting activity going on at all. How about entertainment? There's not a lot, not a lot of entertainment going on. How about wealth? It's difficult for people to be earning money right now. And so they're kind of like a little bit of idols when you think about it. the money, the entertainment, education, and there's not much education going on. That's on a hold, and some mums and dads would know that, that well. But it's, but it's like this. This is the opportunity that I believe God, in His infinite wisdom, will take advantage of a crisis like this and begin to speak to the body of Christ. Because this is what I believe He's saying to us. He wants to restore the church back to its first love. And, uh, and, and I think it's God said that this has happened respectfully in the sense that things are, things are stopped and things are on pause because it gives the church a, a catch up and we can begin to reevaluate, uh, begin to analyze our life somewhat and re-begin to position our priorities because this is what I believe. I believe there are other things that are coming on the world that are going to shake the foundation, shake the, the soul of our nation or seek shake the soul of our world, and this is an opportunity for the church to readjust, go down and taproot our foundations, plant deeply into the things of God, into the Word of God, and begin to take God at His word. Now, what happens is, what the reason why I talk about fear somewhat is because the nations are actually, like I said, are addicted to fear, and the Bible talks about this, and I think it's in Matthew, uh, no, Luke, I think, it talks about the... Um, a fear coming upon people, and actually uh, men's hearts were failing them for fear. And then I Google searched the, and I realized that fear itself, heart disease is the number one leading cause of death amongst adults in the Western world. And so we see it prophesied or spoken out by one of the apostles there that basically fear attacks the heart. We know fear is not good for the heart anyway, and it begins to actually uh, bring about heart disease. And so I want to say this, this is a real challenge to our foundation. What are we believing in? And who are we trusting right now? And it's easy to begin to say, oh, you know, I trust the Lord. High five, brother. Praise the Lord. Amen. But no, when, when crisis comes, it actually tests our foundation, doesn't it? It tests what we've made of. It tests what we've built our life upon. And uh, so this is really quite a, uh, an exciting time for us in some ways. Okay. Um, um, in the Bible here, the words, Do not be afraid and fear not are the most repeated commands. Did you you know that? Is that uh, fear not or don't be afraid. And the reason why is because God understands without God, we default to fear. And He wants us to reposition our life and come up in the realm of the Spirit to actually trust God. Trust God for our finances. Trust Him for our health. Trust Him for our loved ones. And so the first thing I want to talk about right now, the first thing, it is important, number one, is it important that we know what we are listening to. Another way of putting it this way it is important: we are listening to His voice, that God's voice, God's voice right now. In Matthew seventeen five. It says, "This this uh, is my son, in whom I'm well pleased." Listen to him. That was in the transfiguration. Remember the glory of the Lord came upon Jesus, the disciples there thinking, what do we do? And then the the word of the Lord came from the heavenlies. the, The rest of the people ran. The two disciples or so were there. And then God spoke about a son. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And, uh, you know, some of us, we, we have in our church, we have missions, and we go into countries that are uh, quite unusual countries to go into, and uh, they're third world countries, and they don't take kind to the gospel, really. It's um, uh, And so anyway, so, you know, you get asked this question, why do you go? Uh, well, we go because God has called us to go. We go because we love our neighbor as ourselves, and there's an opportunity, there's doors that God has opened up for us, but constantly is isn't that this nation or didn't this happen in that country? Doesn't this country believe this? Doesn't this country resent and and resist Christianity? And I was thinking about this because I get asked this question, are you afraid to go? I get asked that quite a bit of times. Whether I'm there or whether I'm going to go or where I've just gone, that's the question. Are you afraid? And I thought to myself, I don't actually know. I don't actually know if I'm afraid or not. Um, I don't know if it's a scary nation or not. Because to me, if I can say it like this, to me, it's not scary because what God has spoken to us. You see, when God speaks to you a rhema word, He speaks to you out of the word of God, orders written like the Psalms 91 verse, then you can have faith in His word. And you don't have to subject yourself to fear, to trembling, to fretting, to panicking. You don't have to worry about other people's opinions. What is important is God's opinion for you. And so uh, we get asked the question, are you afraid? Well, it's like this. I was in a meeting many years ago, and the, uh, the Lord spoke to a prophetic ministry who was up the front, and he pulled me out. And this is what he said. And this guy has a lot of integrity. He has a very powerful ministry. And he said this. He said, you will go into nations... That are dark nations. Some of them have not really had the gospel even preached to them. And he said that, but don't worry. He said God will protect you. He will look after you. And so, therefore, I've always had that thing. Wherever God sends me, uh, that I would walk in wisdom, of course. But wherever God sends me, that uh, there would be a, there's an automatic faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Because he's spoken, we don't have to fret. We don't have to worry about anything. So my first thing for you this morning is this, or today, is this, what are you listening to? And are you listening to God's voice? And if so, what is He saying to you? Because that's the ultimate opinion. That's the ultimate word is what God is saying to Rarotonga. It's not what, respectfully, the United Nations are saying, or a, a collection or a body uh, or an allegiance of nations it's what God is saying to the nations right now. Amen. And, and so the second thing is this, number two, is we must understand that not every thought that comes to our mind is actually based on truth. Not every thought that comes to our mind. And what we need to do is discern the source. Discern it. Have a look at it. Analyze it. Because not every thought... Uh, well, there's all sorts of things, and the, in fact, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5:21, it says to test all things, hold fast. To that which is good, and some of the things that come our way through media, perhaps through education or different philosophy, we need to assess it and discern the source or the spirit power behind it because not everything is righteous, not everything is godlike, not everything is based on truth. Um, I was thinking this is that sometimes we have thoughts that come to our mind and, and that they, they come to us, and it's like, I'm no good, or God doesn't love me, or, or is my husband going to die prematurely. Am I going to die? Uh, thoughts like, you know, am I going to have cancer? Are we going to have enough money to get along? And and what's going to happen to my family? Am I going to get married? Am I going to be looked after? Who cares for me? Uh, does God even care for me? All these thoughts come our way, and this is what we do. We, get a, we, we give it a buy-in. We listen to it, and then what happens is this, is that we begin to... Um, uh, it's a bit like, because like every thought that comes our way, when we entertain a thought, it actually sets our values. And then once it sets our values, it's not long before it's uh, it's actually setting our destination. So it becomes our thoughts, and then our attitudes are formed, and then our, our kind of like, you know, um, the whole thing of our destination, and you draw a line from thoughts, and you draw a line to your destination, and there's just a perfect line through. In fact, if we entertain different things, it's not long before we're going a particular way based on what we're thinking. And that's why Jesus is very important what we're thinking. It's very important what we entertain and what we're allowed into our mind. And so some of these thoughts that come our way, we have to ask our questions, is it based on truth? Now, you might be sitting there today and saying, I'm worried, and am I ever going to get married. But my my question to you is, what is God saying? You say about your business, I'm worried about my business. But one year ago, God spoke to you and said He was going to prosper you through your business. So what has changed? Why are not we believing in God now? Why aren't we stable in our faith now? When the Lord has spoken to us, we can remain. Remember, faith comes by hearing, lay hold of His Word. Words get tested. They get tested by circumstance. They get tested by fire, and we want to trust Him. Remember when we can't trace Him, if God has said. So not every word, not every thought that comes our way is an actual truth, but this is what we tend to do. We tend to agree with the Word. We tend to agree with it, and then we allow that thing to actually have an influence, like an authority, into our life. We allow those suggestions, those uh, those opinions, those influences, those thoughts that come our way, like arrows, if you like, we allow them to come into our mind. We ponder them. We allow them to settle in our mind. And then before we know it, it's actually outworking. And we've come and we're taking on the form of the thought because we've got the buy-in. We've gone into agreement with it. And I want to challenge us this morning. What are the thoughts that come your way? You should write them down one time. Those reoccurring thoughts, those negative thoughts, those thoughts that are counterproductive, those thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, the Word of God says that we should cast them down, bring them down, bring them low. Then the next thing is this. Okay, number three, who does your thinking? (laughs) Who does your thinking? Does rejection do your thinking? Uh, Does depression do your thinking? What thoughts have come around our mind that actually begin to establish and help create Jonathan, help form Jonathan's personality? But really what God wants to do is get rid of those thoughts and replace them with the Word of God. You know, the Bible talks about Satan as being the father or the orchestrator or the originator of lies. He's the father of lies, and the enemy puts a lie into our mind. You're no good. Uh, lie into your mind. It's not going to happen for you lie into your mind, why doesn't anybody like me? All these things that come our way, and I'm telling you right now that we don't want to live a programmed life. We don't want to be like a puppet. We want to be, I'm not talking about freelancers, but we want to be liberated because the Bible talks about truth sets free, and we want the kingdom of God in our thinking, and we want God's Word to help us to think through situations because whatever we're facing, we want it to be the Word of the Lord coming through and true. What does your thinking? Or who does your thinking for you? Maybe it's your neighbour. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a dominating figure around your life. But I'm asking you, let's allow God's Word to begin to fashion our thinking and do the thinking for us, particularly in this hour. Amen. Uh, you know, the Scripture says in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, and of good report, if there be any virtue, any, any praise, think on these things. Amen. Okay. The fourth one is the nature of fear always causes us to see the wrong picture. Have you ever thought about that? Fear causes us to see the wrong picture. And in, uh, in Numbers 13, we, we, we hear the illustration about the, the giants in the land. The spies came back, and Moses sent 12 spies out into Israel today, the Canaan land. And uh, out there, he said, I want you to observe it. Tell us they came back. Most of them came back with a negative report. The Bible says it was a, a stink report. It was a bad report. A false report. But Caleb and Joshua came. The Bible says they had a different spirit, but they came back and they said, we are more than able to take the land. And uh, and God brought judgment and He brought blessing according to the negative report, according to the great report. So what are you seeing? What actually are you looking at? What are you seeing? And the second illustration for us is actually this one. It's a, it's a remarkable illustration. Is a true king. His name was King Ahab. In 1 Kings 19, King Ahab's wife had just annihilated God's ministry. Prophets, about 400 of them, killed them, just murdered the lot. So the prophet, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Elijah, took out around about 800 priests of Baal. Now, you've got to understand the framework behind that. They were up to no good. They were up to debauched activity. Uh, and God had singled out Israel to worship and to love him. And there was a great infiltration of evil through the king's wife and uh, the, the queen there, Queen Jezebel. And so what happens is that she brings forth a curse on her life. And she said, within a 24-hour period, if I don't do what you've done to those guys, then I'm, I'm history. But you know What happens? This is really interesting. As you read the scripture, it says this. When Elijah, because the message came from the, the queen, came to a messenger and came to Elijah. She said, this is what the queen's telling you within the 24 hours. Do you know what happens? He says this, amazing, remarkable. When he saw, when he saw, when he saw what she was going to do. Well, well the question is, what did he see? He saw nothing, because it hadn't happened. What he saw was in his mind and his imagination. So he freaked, he took out, he fled for his life, and he got into bouts of depression and so forth, and the stories there for you to read. But essentially, what did he see? And that's exactly what fear does. Fear has visual sight. Fear sees lack. Fear sees poverty. Fear sees God doesn't come through. Fear sees loneliness. Fear sees the rejection. Fear sees the, the threats, but you know what faith sees? Faith sees abundance. It sees breakthrough. It sees, it sees the possibilities of what could be. It sees, the, the prison, it sees um uh like uh, uh like the prison doors unlocked. It sees opportunities because we see from our spirit. And what unbelief does, unbelief sees all the barriers, all the obstacles, I can't and won't happen for us. And it brings us into a position of standstill. But faith moves regardless of the economy. Faith moves regardless of opinions and influences. It keeps on pushing through. That's faith. And I'm going to close on this. You know, Jesus, a guy came up to Jesus and he said this. He's a leper. And he said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, he said, please cleanse me. And make me whole if you are willing. And Jesus says something remarkable. He says, I am willing. I'm willing. Sometimes we believe that God's able to move the mountain. God can move the mountain, but I'm not sure He's willing to move the mountain for me. God can heal the sick. He's able to heal the sick, but I'm not sure if He's willing to heal me. I'm not sure if God is willing to lift me up, to favour me, to elevate me. I'm not sure if God wants to single me out for blessing. And I wanna encourage you this today is that God has singled you out for blessing. Yes, He has. By virtue of you being born again. You're in the Kingdom of God. All the promises, remember, are amen, yes and amen in Christ. And so, and so, yes, God is willing. And I wanna say this is that, what are you thinking? What are you looking at? What are you observing? What are you seeing? What's happening in your world? Or are you, are you seeing all the difficulties and the fears of tomorrow, the worries of tomorrow? Or are you saying, no, 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 I'm steadfast to the Word. I'm trusting Him. I'm believing Him. And do you know what? It's mirrored, therefore, what we say. But we speak the language of faith because we've got faith resident within inside us. We've got our shield of faith high. We believe in God. We've been believing for a nation to get born into the Kingdom of God. We're believing for the hundreds of thousands of people to be swept into the Kingdom of God. We're believing for thousands, hundreds of thousands of Muslims coming into the Kingdom of God. We're believing for the hardest task to come into the Kingdom of God. We're believing God can transform your husband or your boyfriend and begin to do a mighty miracle work in your life. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask and imagine according to the power that resides within us. If God is for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against you will prosper, says the Lord of hosts. I want to tell you, God is for you and you can win the battle of the mind. You can win it. It's yours. It's an inheritance to have a restored, renewed, whole mind. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review would also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website, celebrationraratonga.com. Until next time.